This is Live La Bella Vita with your host, Don Catherine. If you're looking to know all the latest beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. Do you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense? This is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita on Toginet with Dawn Catherine. If you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes from the vine to the bottle, if you love Italian food and want to learn Nana's recipes, you enjoy travel and want to know the best luxury destinations and resorts, love spending time with La Familia, does your business or passion allow you to live La Bella Vita? Let's find out. All that and a little more with an Italian flair. This is Live La Bella Vita on Toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Don Catherine. So, and welcome to the Bella Vita Show. I'm Don Catherine, your hostess with the mostest, and I am so thrilled that you have joined me tonight, and I hope that you have poured yourself a glass of wine and are ready for another great show tonight. If you're listening to me live, thank you so much for tuning in and being with me this evening. If you are listening to me on a podcast, thank you for downloading my podcast. If you're listening to me live and had no idea that you can download a podcast of my show and any of my past shows you absolutely can do that as well as any of the other phenomenal shows that we have here at toginet and uh, you can do so by going to my show's page the bella vita show and uh, downloading it straight from toginet or you could head over to itunes and uh, go on over to itunes you can put in a search for my name don catherine or put in the name of the show which is la bella vita scroll on down to podcasts and subscribe for absolutely free so you will be able to listen to all of the shows that I've done over the years packed with great information on travel fashion wine food you name it business it's all there so take advantage of that and listen to some of my shows I promise you that you will love them uh, what are we going to talk about tonight? Oh, there is so much to talk about tonight. Uh, as you know, we had an election. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, and in uh, shows past, I've talked about how different regions of Italy are looking to basically kind of break away from Italy and form their own countries. And uh, it's happening with yet another region, and we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. Uh, as well as a Da Vinci uh, exhibition that's going to be going on. And I have a great story about uh, that. I think you will enjoy that. We'll be talking about what are some of the great apps that you can use when you are traveling because I really, you know, when you are traveling and you have your mobile devices, they are such great resources for you when you're looking for a multitude of things, whether it be a hotel room or a restaurant, what have you. There are some really great apps, and I'm going to give you a little bit of a rundown on some of the best apps that are out there as well as some different things that you might not have even thought about that you could use in your travels. And um, so that's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, And uh, so what else in the world is going on in the world right now? So much going on. As you know, we had an election yesterday. And depending on your party affiliation, it was 
either a bloodbath or a party and you're very excited about what happened. Um, but no matter what, I hope that everybody exercised their right to vote and had to have your voice heard. And uh, I know that I put on my status yesterday on Facebook that it's so very important that we all take the time to go and vote because people have literally sacrificed their lives for us to have that precious, precious gift of being able to participate in the democracy of our country. So I hope that you did. And if you didn't, on you. I hope that you make sure that you get out for the 2016 elections. And I just want to say that midterms are so important. It always ends up that we don't have a turnout um, as big as the presidential years. But honestly, midterms are just as important as presidential election years. And uh, we really need to uh, uh, get that uh, taken care of. I think we really as a nation really need to kind of get on board and just say, you know what? Elections are elections, and they're all important, and let's uh, be part of the process of this great democracy that we have. Uh, in my state, you know that I uh, travel all over. I have a house in Florida, travel all over in New York, and I go back and forth, uh, but I do vote in Florida, and uh, I found out today that our governor's race cost $72 million. That's $72 million. It's crazy that they spent this much money on this election. And it just really baffles my mind that it takes that kind of money to win an office in this day and age. And I just hope that uh, we get some common sense going because, I mean, at what point do we say as a country, enough is enough with the campaign spending? It's out of control. And... Um, the one thing that I can say to you, whether you, whatever side of the aisle you may be from, I think that the one thing that we as Americans do all agree on is that uh, there definitely needs to be money taken out of politics because it ruins everything. And I just think that that money, these millions and billions of dollars that are being spent on this elections could be spent on other places and uh, for other issues and uh, really take care of a lot of people that are in great need. And so I invite you to go to Wolf dashpack.com. They are fighting for us to get money out of politics. So if that's something that you are interested in, please go there, volunteer, do what you do. If you don't, <laughs> that's fine, but I'm just throwing it out there. Um, so what else is going on tonight? Tonight, CMA Awards for all you country music fans. Tonight is the biggest night of the year for country music. I was watching a little bit of the red carpet when I was uh, getting ready for the show and watching some of fashion going in and actually our style icon is straight off the red carpet about 15 20 minutes ago so that's kind of exciting uh news is uh this just broke not that long ago before we went to air as well that d mcdermott has called it quits on his wife not their marriage thank god or thankfully but at least on their uh reality show he is quitting the show saying that he contemplated suicide after he cheated on his wife and that the reality show is just too much for him so we shall see how that plays out uh i think it's a good idea i think that the their relationship i remember when i first saw the show with tori and dean that i was really pulling for them to stay together as a family because they have all these children and I really think at the core, they really do love each other. But 
I have really come to a realization that it's just too toxic. I think sometimes people love each other so much that it just really becomes toxic and they're really better just being apart. Um, I pray for them because I think they're going through a really, really horrendous time and I just hope they can get it together. So I, I, I really just pray for them. So my Incantatos, um, what has me spellbound tonight? Uh, as I was talking about just a couple minutes ago, uh, we had the CMAs going on, watching some of the red carpets go on down, uh, and uh, seeing some of these gorgeous gals and some of these absolutely hot guys going down the red carpet. Uh, but I have to tell you, my style archon is a group of people because they kind of went sporadically down the red carpet, but collectively, Unbelievable. I am giving my style icon to the entire cast of Nashville, which is one of my favorite shows on TV. Love that show so much. Um, Shaylee Rose, her gown, who I did not catch who, was, who made it. Uh, and I like feverishly went online trying to get that information before we went to air. Was not able to ascertain who made her gown, but she looks slamming. She's so gorgeous. And Connie Britton, oh my God, she is just amazingly beautiful. She looks so gorgeous. Kudos to Nashville. They get a style icon. Can't wait to watch the show tonight. Um, so that will be a lot of fun. And I'm sure those of you who love country music, this is your big, huge night. Um, so, <laughs> of course, we have to have a buffoon of the night. And uh, I, I don't have it all the time. But tonight I, I have one. Because if people are going to say that because I'm a Boston Red Sox fan is the reason why I'm giving this person the buffoon and not a night tonight, it's really not the case. Because... I uh, I just think it's wrong. <laughs> so my buffoon is Alex Rodriguez of the New York Yankees, who has finally admitted to using steroids. And as you know, he was suspended and whatnot. But uh, he uh, has finally admitted that uh, what everybody was saying was true. He was doping and abusing steroids while he was a Yankee. He is a three-time MVP during his time with the Yankees. Um, and I just wonder, should he be allowed to continue to play? And should he be allowed to keep his MVPs? Because quite frankly, he was playing at a different level than everybody else because he was kind of juiced up. So um, I don't know. I'm really conflicted. I, I, you, you know, I just don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I think that it's, you know, with, uh, sadness that he has to uh, come out and say this now and that the only reason why he actually admitted to it was because he was really under oath and he really had to come out and say the truth. I don't think that um, if he was not in that situation that the truth would have never came out, which I don't think is right. So, uh, I don't know. Tell me how you feel about Alex Rodriguez. I think it's quite interesting. Um, so we will see what happens with that. Um, and uh, so today, um, there's like some really wicked weather going on in Rome right now. Um, there were strong winds battered Rome today, bringing down trees and snarling traffic while heavy rains with more to come triggered severe weather alerts in the Italian capital and across much of the country. Up to five inches of rain was forecast through Thursday in Rome where a red alert, the highest on the civilian protection scale was issued leading to ramped up preparations for weather woes. Um, they ordered schools closing to 
Cimaro in the province of Rome and uh, nearby communities as uh, Fumicino, which is where the airport is. So if you happen to be going to Italy tomorrow and flying into Fumicino, I kind of think your flight may be delayed. Uh, also parts of Tuscany and as far south as Calabria were um, in this area of concern. Um, red alerts were also issued uh, in regions stretching from the Veneto to Umbria, Lazio, in Sicily. So basically the whole entire boot is under the severe weather. Two people were injured in Naples, where they were hit Wednesday morning by broken tree branches. And lambs, poor little lambs, were reported drowned on farms in Tuscany because they were swept away as heavy rains poured through the regions. And uh, we'll see you on the other side of the break. You know, he just might. This is Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. Besame, besame mucho. Welcome to The Quip with Miriam Nicole Huffman, a modern woman's guide to styling her faith, family, and finances. The online radio show dedicated to today's positive, purpose-driven woman who's ready to heal her heart, her head, and her household by realigning with what she values most. If your highest values are faith, family, finances, and freedom, you're in the right place. Host Miriam Nicole Huffman is a woman on a mission. Her mess to success journey has taken her from life as an upper-middle-class stay-at-home mom to a broke single mom to living a life of joy and wholeness as she builds a thriving business while raising her healthy, happy family. Every week on The Quip, Miriam Nicole shares her love, life, legal, and lifestyle success secrets. Whether it's wisdom you're seeking, inspiration and motivation from someone who's hit rock bottom and risen to success, or you want to know how to fully align your faith, family, and finances to create more freedom for yourself, you're an expert. Excellent hands with Miriam Nicole. Check out past shows by clicking on the podcast player to the right or check our recent guests in the blog below. Got a question for Miriam Nicole? Want to be a guest on her show? Email us at thequip at miriamnicolehuffman.com. And join us every Thursday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. This is the Toginet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. 
Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. And from thence, I had great desire to see Italy and came to Venice and from thence to Florence where I played before the Duke and got great favors. If it's good enough for Sting, it's good enough for us. This is Live La Bella Vita on Toginet. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita, all with an Italian flair. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. It's Live La Bella Vita, and here again is your host, Don Catherine. And welcome back. This is Don Catherine. This is the Bella Vita Show, and as uh, Sting said, you know, he was talking about Venice. Well, I was talking about the weather that is going down in Italy right now, and it's kind of... Uh, really freaky right now they're being hit with a ton of rain and a lots of wicked weather and my most favorite city of all as you know is venice and they have been hit by aqua altar or high water which rose by as much as 115 centimeters above sea level and it has forced locals and tourists to don rubber boots in order to wade through the streets as about 15% of the Lagoon City was flooded, including iconic St. Mark's Square. So if you are in Venice, you're not having a really good time of it right now. Also in Tuscany and Liguria, boats and helicopters were used to rescue dozens trapped in their homes by the floodwaters and evacuations were ordered in the coastal regions. Heavy rainfall also forced evacuations in the province of Lespezia and triggered new fears for the region around the port city of Genoa, where one person was killed and a million of euros worth of damage was caused by heavy flooding last month. So they are in it right now. So let's hope that uh, it gets a little bit better. But Tuscany Governor Enrico Rossi has declared a state of emergency for the region. So let's just hope that uh, this weather system gets out of... uh, Italy and leaves them alone. They have a lot of problems going on. So I don't know about you, but for me, I am just so sick of the whole selfie obsession. We have become such a narcissistic society with the selfies every two seconds. It's a little bit ridiculous. I mean, really. And this is a really tragic story coming out of Spain. And uh, another person has died trying to take a selfie, and a perfect selfie at that. Uh, A girl named Sylvia Rocho, um, who is 23, was on vacation in the city of Seville, Spain, when she decided to snap a photo on the Puente de Triana Bridge. Rachel apparently lost her footing and plunged 15 feet, landing on the concrete footing of the bridge. She did survive the fall uh, initially, but went into cardiac arrest in a short while, while later, died from her injuries. She was a medical student from Poland, hoping to eventually start her life in Seville. And uh, her mother said that it was her dream to go to Spain and to live there. Uh, But this death comes just months after a Polish couple died trying to take a selfie 
portrait in Portugal. Uh, in August, the couple uh, was visiting the cliffs of Cabo Doraca, apparently slipped off the ledge, um, fell 260 feet, and died. And their children, five and six years old, were with them at the time, um, witnessed their deaths, which is just horrible. But authorities around the globe are urging caution when trying to take selfies, that it's just really becoming a huge problem. Uh, the U.S. Forest Service, in charge of maintaining the popular Taylor Creek Visitor Center in South Lake Tahoe, recently had to warn visitors not to take selfies with potentially dangerous bears that roam the area. I mean, really? Do you really need to be warned? I mean, what is wrong with people? <laughs> okay, yeah, I think that I'm going to take a selfie. There's a bear behind me, and I think this is a perfect opportunity to look cute in a picture. I mean, really? What is wrong with you people? Uh, and basically, uh, they said that they had seen mobs of people that are actually rushing towards beers trying to get that selfie photo. Um, and that was from a spokesperson from the U.S. Forest Service, Lisa Heron. And it really is presenting a safety issue, and we're afraid someone's going to get attacked. And I bet you it will happen. And then, of course, what's going to happen? Someone's going to get attacked, and the poor beer is going to get put down because... They, you know, are a threat to humans when it's really the humans being stupid. So we'll see, shall see how this plays out. So let's just uh, stop being so self-absorbed. And uh, I know that you want to take a selfie, but you might want to make sure if you're traveling, usually you have a traveling companion. So just have that person take a picture or ask a passerby. Don't put your life in jeopardy because you want it to take a picture. It just isn't worth it, people. Oye So there you have it. Don't take selfies in dangerous situations or potentially dangerous situations. And that is your public service announcement from the Little Bella Vita show. You heard it here. Uh, so have you ever ordered a bottle of wine not knowing exactly how much it was or, you know, the waitress suggests a wine for you and you say, sure, bring it on over, not knowing? I'm going to tell you a story and I guarantee you, you will never order a bottle of wine or probably will want to make sure clearly what the price is. Um, a $3,750 bottle of wine is one cut is one that a customer ordered at a Bobby Flay's steak at the Borgata Hotel, Casino and Spa in Atlantic City. But uh, this is what happened. Uh, he um, went into sticker shock when he received the bill because... <laughs> Because uh, Joe Lentini said he wasn't a big big drinker and that he'll maybe drink a glass of the grapes every maybe once a month. He'll probably think twice about drinking that again after he and two others of his party of 10 shared a bottle. I asked the waitress if she could recommend something decent because I don't have experience with wine. She pointed to a bottle on the menu. I didn't have my glasses. I asked how much it was and she said $37.50. The drinkers at the table agreed to the price and they ordered. The waitress from the Bobby Flay steak popped the cork and presented it at the table. Lentini was having a conversation with his companions and really didn't pay attention, but he approved of the bottle. A taste was served for him to sample. He approved and the $3,750 bottle was placed on the table. 
so I guess you kind of know what happens next. It was okay. It was good. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. It was fine, he said. When dinner was over, the check was handed to the host, who was sitting opposite Lentini at the round table. On it was the bottle they purchased. The host was sitting across from me and handed the bill to the person next to him, who handed it to the next person until it got to me. I then showed showed the gentleman next to me, and we were all shocked. We couldn't believe it. The total of the bill was $4,700.61, including tax and a $3,750 bottle of wine. Lentini thought the price was $37.50. He then called the waitress over and said there was a problem. He explained that he never would have ordered such an expensive bottle of wine and repeated that when he asked about the price, the waitress said $37.50, not $3,750. The waitress disagreed and a manager was called over. He explained the problem again, saying there was a miscommunication on price. The waitress said $3,750, not $3,750. The waitress disagreed, but the uh, $3,750 bottle of wine was uh, far from over. The manager offered to give separate bills so the dinner bill, which wasn't being disputed, could be paid. Um, But Lentini was told the best price the restaurant could offer was $2,200. Lentini couldn't afford that but was able to leave. He and two others, diners, agreed to split the $2,200 bill. The diner sitting to Lentini's left at the table, Don Chin, said he heard exactly what Lentini heard when the bottle was ordered. That, you know, the waitress said that it was $3,750. So, uh, you know, I can't even imagine. Uh, So basically... Uh, they're kind of in for it. Uh, the price of an expensive bottle of wine reflects a few things. And uh, so you might be saying, okay, it was a $37.50 bottle. They offered to settle for $2,200. But this is the thing. First, you have the cost of production, how much it costs to make. There are raw materials of grapes, barrels, bottles, plus utilities, labors. You also have... Uh, factors of um, administrative costs, sales and marketing costs, and an expensive bottle of wine isn't sold directly to the consumer, then distributors, wholesales, and retails all make a profit on every unit sold, so there are markups along the way, but buying wine in a restaurant, it could cost you Thirty-seven fifty for a bottle, and those are often the biggest markups that you can find. Um, so... Uh, some of Mother Nature, some vintages can cause dramatically in their year yields, affecting the whole supply demand factor, and challenging vintages bring higher costs. Uh, so can you just imagine, though, um, ordering what you think was a $37.50 bottle of wine and then find out that it was really $3,750? I would lose my mind. And I kind of think that uh, Bobby Flay's restaurant needs to just settle with them and not uh, charge them because, again, everybody at the table agrees that what the, when the waitress asked, you know, was asked and she suggested the said wine that she said 3750 not even thinking that it was 3700 so i think that the that uh bobby flay has more than enough money he should not only pick up the tab for this bottle of wine the girl needs to be retrained in service and make sure that it's very clear and evident about the price and we'll see so uh we're going to break on the other side of the break we'll come back we're going to be talking about some great travel apps and some things that are going on in italy we'll see you on the other side 
This is Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. Faith, identity, tradición. Latina life is never boring, but it can be muy dramática. So how do you coexist between the old school ways of La Abuela and the new school life you're creating for yourself? Without losing your faith, familia, identity, or tradiciones? Welcome to Living Latina with Francesca Escoto, where culture curls and curves collide in one spicy cross-cultural conversation that will leave you begging for mas. Francesca tackles all the important issues, from politics to family values, to religion to, you guessed it, relationships and men. As Chief Everything Officer at the Wow Factor, Francesca is passionate about showing women of all cultures, ages, and lifestyles how to rock what they've got with style, sass, and smarts. Be sure to join her every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for Living Latina, only on the WooHoo Radio Network. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Riles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Come a bella gialla luna, brilla strette, strette come butto, belle faste già. Sotto celle de Roma. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. All with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. And welcome back. This is La Bella Vita Show. I'm Don Catherine, your hostess with the mostess. And we are here to talk a little bit about what's going on in Europe. You see a big shift in uh, independence movements across the region. And obviously in the aftermath of the Scottish referendum, which was actually just voted against um but uh it's really uh catching on some fire and as you know in uh some shows in 
probably the last two months or so, we talked about how the Venetian independence movement, uh, which is being spearheaded by businessman Gianluca Basto, made headlines recently with a non-binding online referendum in which Basto claims 80% of the population voted for independence from Italy. And uh, two hours east of Venice, near the Slovenian border, another city, stake its claims for independence. Trieste always had a culturally diverse history for centuries. It was part of the Austrian, Austro-Hungarian Empire. By the post-war years, it was Churchill's southern outpost of the Iron Curtain, dividing the West from the communist east immediately after World War II Trieste on the border with Yugoslavia was recognized as a free state under international law though it remained under military occupation until 1954 when it was returned to Italy but for the members of the free territory of Trieste movement uh, which has seen between 2,000 to 8,000 protesters at its rallies in recent months Trieste's freedom has not ended in a dilapidated 19th century mansion five minutes from the sea, Vito Potenza dreams of liberation. Three red flags sporting Trieste's traditional coat of arms hang from the windows, and another drapes the tables in the office. The insignia is everywhere on the pins, mugs, and his Facebook page. We are fighting for the rights of the people for a free territory of Trieste, Potenza says. We are fighting against the Italian government. After all, they are under occupation. It's only a matter of time, he says. Over the past year, he has sent several letters and signed petitions to the United Nations demanding recognition of Trieste's free status from Italy. We haven't heard back, he said. The Scotland situation is not comparable. We are not looking for independence. We are already independent, he insists. Uh, the rest of the world just has to notice. I think this is a really kind of crazy situation for them because obviously they really do have freedom on their side. They're not looking to be independent. They really are a free, independent uh, region. So it should be very interesting to see how this all plays out because there's so much movement going around uh, the Italian government right now uh, with people just being really upset that they're spending so much money, sending so much tax money down to Rome and nothing is being done in their region. So I can understand they're upset. It's one of the reasons why the Veneto is just had it because they're um, Tourist dollars bring in so much money, and uh, they don't really get much in return, and that's why they want to break away. So here's yet another area. So it should be interesting to see how this all plays out. So we shall take notice, and we shall see if Chieste is going to become its own little country. Uh, so the 15th annual harvest in Pompeii ruins uh, was just happened last Thursday. Um the re- recreation of ancient Roman wine sells at $100 euro per bottle, which is about $135 here in the United States. Uh, a little bit better than that $3,750 bottle of wine that was at Bobby Flay's. <laughs> uh, the 15th annual Great Harvest began Thursday amidst the ancient ruins of Pompeii. The harvest is part of an ongoing experiment to reproduce the ancient wine of the affluent seaside town before it was buried by a volcanic eruption from the nearby Mount Vesuvius in 79 AD. Workers began picking great clusters in an effort that was widened over the years from one hectare of land near Pompeii's Forum Borarium, an area used for the same purposes in antiquity, to an additional five other areas as well. 
The wine is made with local Pedroso and Scassiano grapes, using viniculture techniques from ancient Roman times, and has been named after the Villa di Misteri, Villa of Mysteries, a Pompeii landmark famed for its cycle of frescoes, and I guarantee you, you have seen a picture of them before. Um, the wine is sold in fine restaurants under the brand Master Berlandino at the price of more than 100 euros a bottle. 5% of the proceeds goes in royalties to the state body that oversees the ruins at Pompeii. Uh, and uh, in addition to 6,000 euros to cultivate the 1.5 hectares of land. And uh, so the experts... Um, Pretty much say the idea was the brainchild of Antonio Master Berendino, owner of a relatively small winemaking company in the Avellino area near Naples, that bears the family name and has been carried out through the Laboratorio di Ricia Applicata, which is the Laboratory of Applied Research. The cultivated land among the ancient ruins now has a production capacity about 3,000 tons per hectare. I think that's very cool because, as you know, Pompeii is a very historical site, and to know that they have wine that is being cultivated in the same exact way as they did back in the day before they had the um, the volcano I think is uh, pretty cool uh, and speaking of Pompeii an Italian Canadian woman has returned a first century AD terracotta roof decoration that she stole from Pompeii during her honeymoon 50 years ago uh, the police said on Thursday, uh, last Thursday, the woman who is now in her 70s consigned the ornament stolen to the Quarter Porticus behind the theater at the archaeological site in June of 1964. Um, and she said that she repented of the gesture carried out in her youth and now had a clear conscience now that she's returned it. The stolen item was an antifix, a carved vertical slab blocking the covering tiles of an ancient roof. So I'm glad that she gave it back. I think it's kind of funny that she would steal something like that. Uh, I mean, it's kind of weird, but she did and she gave it back and that's great. And, uh, you know, don't do that. Anytime you go to Rome or any of these historical sites, please don't steal stuff. I know it sounds cool in the moment, but you're really ruining it for everybody else, so don't do it. Uh, the southern Italian city of Materia was picked Friday as Italy's candidate to become European culture capital 2019. The Basilicata tourist mecca formed, uh, famed rather for its UNESCO-listed sassy city of stone, has formed the backdrop to several films, including The Passion of the Christ, will be up against Plovid in Bulgaria, the only other candidate to be unveiled so far. Materia beat Cagliari. Uh, Gliari, Lecce, Perugia, Assisi, Ravina, and Siena to become Italy's bitter. So we shall see if Materia, Materia is chosen. I think uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful city. I have not visited once, but I really do want to go. And ever since The Passion of Christ, and I knew that it was filmed there, I've wanted to go. And they actually had tours going on at the time about where Passion of Christ was uh, filmed. And since it's been so long since the film was out, I don't know if they actually have those kind of tours anymore. But I would surely love to um, go see that because I loved that movie. It was beautiful. Um, after three years of work, new lighting in the Sistine Chapel has conjured almost three-dimensional life into Michelangelo's muscular nudes. Journalists were given an advanced peek at the innovations. Uh, the frescoes by Michelangelo and other 
other great painters will thank us themselves for these plants. That's Antonio Pellucci, the director of the Vatican Museums, uh, told a throng of reporters and television crews shown the new lighting and air conditioning systems uh, this past Wednesday evening. The new light draws greater attention to the splendor and vivid colors of the frescoes lining the Sistine Chapel, including works by Botticelli, Garlando, and Perugino. Uh, so the German company that has installed more than 7,000 light-emitting DOs LED in a rail structure perched high on the walls of the chapel to protect the artworks and provide improbe lighting. Awesome say they will as much um, are intended to honor the um, 450th anniversary of the death of Michelangelo and the 20th anniversary of the end of the major restoration of the Renaissance Maestro's frescoes by Fabrizio Mancinelli and Gianluigi Colucci. So that is pretty cool. So I'm excited to uh, see these new lights when I go back to Italy next year uh, and go see the Sistine Chapel, which I go and see every time that I happen to be going to Rome. Um, and let's see. So, Emperor, if you're going to be in Rome, check out Emperor Nero's fabled Golden House. It reopened this past Sunday after the latest in a string of closures to make it safe from collapse. The new opening was partly funded by Sky Italia, which uh, on November 1st is show, showed a documentary on the ancient Pleasure Palace, whose frescoes inspired curious Renaissance greats like Raphael and led to the coinage of the word grotesque. The Golden House upkeep against substance and water infiltration was also financed by one of Italy's first class uh, cases of cultural crowdfunding. Uh, this is an innovative way of protecting our glittering cultural heritage, he said, um, and it encapsulates the splendor of their history. Very, very true. Um, and so uh, they said uh, that... Uh, that fiddling while Rome burns legend, he had extremely bad press. The young emperor, Nero, uh, was a child genius with a high reputation for his gift of languages. He was also renowned for his skill for as a gladiator and for his mastery as an art, artist and a musician. And by the time of his death, at, as the first emperor committed suicide, he was 45. Um, he was burned out. And uh, so now you can go visit the Golden House, which is still undergoing a massive maintenance restoration. Um, but uh, just do know that if you want to go into the Golden House, it is rigorously by uh, reservation only. You have to make reservations in advance to go and to um, view the the palace so keep that in mind but i think it's really cool that it's actually up and running again and available for everybody uh when we come back we're going to be talking a little bit more about some great travel apps we'll see on the other side of the break it's don catherine it's la bella vita show La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. 
This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded Executive Protection Team. Dr. Sean holds a bachelor's degree in biblical counseling and master's and doctorate degrees in theology and is currently pursuing a doctorate in ministry with a Hebrew worldview focus. Through his counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. Join host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener, every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on this radio network. This is the TokiNet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Radio Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse, involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show, all with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Dawn Catherine. Hey, this is Dawn Catherine. It's the Bella Vita Show, and we are back. And uh, one of the world's most famous self-portraits is going on rare display in northern Italy, city of Turin. Very little is known about the 500-year-old fragile fading red chalk drawing of Leonardo da Vinci, but some believe it has mystical powers. There is a myth in Turin that the gaze of Leonardo da Vinci in this self-portrait is so intense that those who observe are immune with great strength. Some say it was this magical power, not the cultural and economic value of the drawing that led it to being secretly removed from Turin and taken to Rome during World War II. Heaven forbid it should ever fall into Hitler's hands and give him more power. Whatever the reason, this was the only work from the entire collection of precious drawings and manuscripts to be removed from the Royal Library in Turin at this time. The library's current director, Giovanni Sacchini, says nobody even knows exactly where it was hidden. To prevent the Nazis from taking it, an intelligence 
operation, Sartre's transport, transported in absolute anonymity to Rome. Under such difficult circumstances, preservation was not properly considered, nor did they have the same knowledge and techniques back then. Naturally, this did not do its condition any good. Inside the Royal Library, a pristine red carpet lines the stairs. We follow the steps down to a secure underground vault with reinforced doors. This purpose-built cavern uh, was has been the home of Leonardo's self-portrait and thousands of other priceless drawings and manuscripts since 1998. On the bottom left of the drawing, there was a red chalk inscription in Latin which said, Leonardus Vincis, which now has completely disappeared since the damage is so extensive and the paper is so fragile, restoration would be extremely complex. Exhaustive analysis and discussion by world experts in restoration has led to the decision to maintain the status quo. And since becoming, since coming to the uh, Cavo in 1998, um, the condition of the drawing has not deteriorated any further. Uh, and uh, you have to remember, it's 500 years old. The picture they drew at school probably doesn't exist anymore. And this was a drawing done on ordinary paper, so it, I they think it's pretty extraordinary that we can still display such a masterpiece today. Um, equally extraordinary is the story of how this self-portrait ended up in Turin. It was part of a vast collection purchased in 1839 by King Carlo Alberto of Savoy. A passionate collector, he brought it from Giovanni Volpato, an art dealer and curator who traveled extensively through Europe. He came upon Leonardo's drawings. is a mystery how he did, and uh, but it is known that he asked the king for a sum of 70,000 Piatmanese lira for the correction for the collection a doctor earned 1,000 lira a year at the time so it was an astronomical figure the king managed to get him down to 50,000 but it still took him 8 years to pay for it in installments um, Valpato was not the ruthless businessman he might be he might sound like um, but his and his aim wasn't simply financial because in exchange for agreeing to give the king a discount, he asked to be allowed to become the unpaid curator of the drawing in the Royal Library. And since then, Turin has remained the home of the Red Chalk self-portrait. Um, and it stated back to about eight, uh, 1515, and some experts believe the picture corresponded more with Leonardo's style of the 19, uh, 1490s, yet the subject of the drawing is an old man. He wasn't terribly keen on the idea of a self-portraiture full stop, says James Hall, who is an author of the self-portrait, A Cultural History. He doesn't believe the portrait was drawn by Leonardo at all. He didn't like the idea of the artwork should be a portrayal of the artist. Um, but I think it's pretty cool that uh, it's going to be there. And uh, so they are going to have this on display, and you can go over the coming weeks. 50 people will be allowed into the Royal Library every hour from 9 o'clock in the morning to 5 o'clock in the afternoon to see the self-portrait. The temperature of the vault has been lowered slightly to compensate for the body heat that people will give off. Uh, and although there are more than 80 masterpieces on display in the King's Treasures exhibition, including further works by Leonardo, Raphael, Rembrandt, Perugino, and Van Dyck, for most visitors, the highlight will be the rare chance to behold the face of the great Renaissance master, Maestro Leonardo so if you happen to be in Turin and have a chance, please do go see uh, 
Leonardo's self-portrait, I think that it will be an amazing thing to go see. Hopefully, if it's still around when I am over there next year, I have to go see it myself. So lastly, we're going to talk about some ways social media can rock your travel world because it really can. Uh, as you know, when you're planning a trip, you kind of make all these plans and, you know, never, nothing ever goes planned. But there's some great, great travel apps that you can use and some services that you can use to make the most of what you're planning to do. Uh, I think that, um, you know, you can go on to Facebook, you can go on to Pinterest. Uh, it's a great way to kind of see what you want to see. And, you know, everybody who is into Pinterest, like myself included, Don Catherine one, just FYI, go check me out. Uh, you can just really see some great sites and kind of decide that, Hey, yeah, I might want to go there. I, I can't tell you how many times I have myself have seen pictures on Pinterest and said, Oh my God, I have to go see that. Uh, if you're hungry, there's no reason to wander around aimlessly for mediocre food and get caught in a tourist trap. Uh, they are, um, um, different apps, one called Roman Hunger, which apps uh, street food. It tracks uh, street food uh, in the area. Um, and Eat Your World is a guide to traditional and native foods and drinks around the globe. It points you in the direction of inexpensive local foods and encourages member uh, participation. So if you eat it, snap it, a picture, and share it with your friends and share your experience. So I think it's great to do that. Uh, it's a great way to scoop up deals to save major dollars on travel, uh, you know, check out different things. There's great, uh, you know, apps to follow different places like Disney World, hotel chains, uh, airlines, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. Uh, they sometimes will give you just specialty rates for following them. So take advantage of that. Uh, inspirational has never been so beautiful. Have your fourth urge to buy a plane ticket on a whim solely based on seeing gorgeous photo. We just talked about that. Uh, me too. Uh, following Instagram, Pinterest accounts that post these lush, eye-popping uh, pictures um, will help you get there. So uh, start pinning people. Go look at pin. Uh, if you... Um want to make brand new friends while traveling is uh, less intimidating. Solo travelers don't have to feel alone with their globe trotting. Are you obsessed with Instagram? You'll love Instameet, photo snapping events organized by Meetup that are offered everywhere from Melbourne, Australia to Shreveport, Louisiana, often during magic hour, the time of day when the sunlight is just right to grab that perfect photo. Backpackers unite on Backpacker, a social network for nomad that shows you who's nearby and doles out virtual passes Passport stamps in every country you visit. If hotels are more your speed, the brand new Hello Tell apps network enables you to meet new friends and/or business contacts who are staying in the same hotel that you are. Um, and of course, there's Tinder, the dating app. But you know, you know about Tinder. Uh, the post uh, postcards and scrapbooks aren't at least. Uh, obsolete. They're just different now. Why send a physical letter when you can just take a picture of the Eiffel Tower on your phone and post it on your mom's Facebook wall? Well, because mom, grandpa, and pretty much everyone else still likes postcards. Postagram app will meld the social e uh, media and the physical worlds by sending a custom paper 
postcard using photos from your Instagram, Facebook, and Dropbox accounts for a dollar pop. I mean, how amazing is that? So I think that is awesome. I am totally going to use that when I go away next year. There's also an extra incentive to behave because on a cause a scene on a plane, train, or automobile, you can find yourself uploaded on uploaded on YouTube or Vine, live tweet or worse, posted on a popular passenger shaming Facebook page run by a former flight attendant. So make sure you behave. We talk about that a lot on the show. Uh, follow uh, fellow travelers can be your new virtual in the no BFFs. Um, Unpaved interface will show which of your connections has been to a destination before, who's there's now, and what tips they shared. So you can get all this information, and you know, uh, you can find savory uh, tips and savvy tips rather on Findery or Trippy is another one where they ask for the travel experts uh, where are the best hikes, where's the best food, and they'll answer for you so i think these are really kind of cool apps uh you can chatter with airlines and travel fans without picking the phone if you have lost bag or delayed flight get on twitter asap i'm telling you they have people that are dedicated to twitter and and social media and they will help you trust me when i tell you they are awesome at helping you out because it has helped me um so you know use hashtags uh, whatever you need, but uh, Delta has at Delta Assist. You have at JetBlue, American Airlines, Southwest. Uh, they will help you, and they will tell you what is going on. Uh, if you're looking for options for local personal tour guides, these options are limitless. Travelers looking for a targeted, authentic experience no longer have to rely on big, expensive tour companies. Sites like Viable and Local Yo connected connects you with activities preferred um, and offered by real live locals for a nominal fee for $25 you can see the sites and eats of Barcelona or Berlin um, on freelance uh, freelance task site Fiverr five bucks buys you a local travel and language expertise so look them up and if you want to combine the tour experience with a crash place to crash check out couch surfing it's off awesome and there are some great apps if you're looking into art as well i'm gonna put all this information up on the website but this is the close of another great la bella vita show i hope you've enjoyed the show you've learned some new things thank you to my producer down in texas karina thank you so much we'll see you next week on another great episode of the la bella vita show We'll see you on the next show. Have a great night, everybody. Arrivederci. Thank you for being a part of 